Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And we got a special guest, Marco Bowers on. Oh, just kidding. He canceled. He he decided he was too good for us today. Yeah. We're, we're going to try to... I, uh, I, I honestly, t- uh, I talked to him a little bit ago and um, uh, he might try to... Or, or he might be available to record tomorrow. So if we want to record another one, put it in the can. But maybe uh, he'll be... We're going to get him on. Yeah, the guy goes on the gets on the advanced team, thinks he's hot shit, and can just you know Lady Gaga it up and cancel last minute. Like, yeah. come on, you're yeah. not wearing a, a thick dress like she. You can't pull that off, Marco. Can't he, wear. He basically, he, he he basically pulled a Taylor Swift. He 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 flew out of our out of our hearts and out of our lives on a private jet to Hong Kong. Yeah, last probably minute. strumming some acoustic guitar, trying to singing about whack and everything like that. Just yeah, crushing it probably. So, what do you think? Singing something in Russian. We we uh. So there was a uh. It was a camp mostly. <clears throat> well, it was a hodgepodge. I say hodgepodge. That that makes it sound um, unprofessional and and not um properly ran or or um, last minute or willy nilly and whatever other um, you know what other words you can append to that. But uh, um, Jeff Bourbon hosted a camp. We talked about it a little bit. And there were some unlimited team members there and some advanced team members or former advanced team members there. And that's why I say kind of hodgepodge. It was just kind of a, it was just a camp, um, really uh, just a mixture of people probably trying to was move there up to unlimited. Flying? I would imagine. Cause I didn't, I've been so since, you know, we had that, my father-in-law passing away. So I've been so off the grid um, and I didn't go, but I, I'm finally like starting to tap back into like my messages. Cause my phone was just, fucking blowing up like crazy yeah and um and i gotta hit up bourbon and everything like that there was a couple group chats i just gotta delve into but i heard it was fun i mean they said it was fun awesome um i know there was food which is why i'm you probably know more than me super nice of him to invite me out there because i I wasn't going to do any flying but it would have been great to hang out um but it sounded like it was fun and it sounded like you know that's that's just how you throw that's 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 how you do it, man. That's how you throw a shindig together. Get good yeah. food, good people, and uh, you go do some kick-ass flying and critiquing and coaching. You know, when when better Jeff is hosting something, you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're in, we're into February. Um, right around the corner. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. That. So my my question to you is, what's where's what's where's everybody at mentally right now? What what is what are people what so people that are vying for the unlimited team, right? Um, people that are that are maybe eyeing for advance or moving up or or working their categories. People are starting to fly. We're seeing we're seeing Corey um, work out intermediate. You know he's getting the first couple of flights of the season, and people are starting to kind of get up. Weather's breaking in some areas. Ironically, in California, it's complete horseshit, and nobody can fly. Um, 
Yeah, which is pretty rare, honestly. I'm not 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 even being tongue in cheek. It's kind of kind of rare to have this this uh, this stint of weather we've been having. No good flying days. Maybe one or two in the last thirty days that were worth flying. Um, really? Yeah, Why, like rain. Tons of rain, low ceilings, um, wind. Poor thing. I know, I know. My plane's still broken. We'll, we can talk about that too. But um, yeah. Uh, so what? Where's where do you think everybody's at? Um, obviously you're, you know, I think unlimited, uh, with, without it being in an unlimited, yeah, if I can speak today, an unlimited team selection year, um, you guys are getting ready for wax. So you, you, your eye is on whack, but where's right. everybody else at? Are, 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 is nationals for an unlimited pilot right now, a focus in terms of any kind of strategic difference from whack? Um, and if so elaborate, but also what's the, what are, what are the advanced, uh, team members kind of thinking right now in February? Um, that's a good question. I think that, I think it depends where you're at in the, uh, the category. So if you're new to the category, mm-hmm. um, you are going to be putting a lot of reps in and everything like that and trying to learn all these new figures. Um, when you talk about nationals, like for me, I think nationals is, is super important. Um, you know, cause I need experience. I need time flying the category. I need, I need that experience. You can't buy it. Whereas somebody like Rob or, or bourbon, you know, they don't really have to fly too many regionals. They're just so seasoned and, and know what they're doing already and have so much experience that um, they're there. So, you know, I think the goals are, are really different, you know, to how experienced you are in the category. Um, and it's yeah, the formula, the formula like, must be drastically different. Yeah. So, and it's cyclical with the, uh, with the region you're in, like we always see the Florida click and so the California click, they train year round. Yeah. You know, it's just reps up on reps up on reps. And then you have, you know, the maple syrup continent that basically gets two months of flying per year and the Northeast is someone in between or in the Northwest. So, you know, I'm learning, you know, with this flight train or aerobatic coaching that I've been doing, I've been learning a lot and I would say I'm taking like a French type of technique to it, but we're building just with, I have two students and I'm building such a strong foundation with them, which is, you know, doing a lot of ground so that they understand what it is the airplane is doing aerodynamically, why it's happening and, you know, where to look, what to feel, you know, what to feel, um, and just a ton of briefing. And then we go out there and we, you know, they're, they're, they're new to aerobatics and they're doing very well. And we're just flying very strong lines. And, you know, with the roles, everything is, you know, we're trying to just tackle one thing at a time as to, you know, what to accomplish throughout the maneuver before really starting to nitpick it. And um, they're doing really well, but I think it's because we're just forming such a strong foundation with their base figure. You know, we're not going into, you know, hammerheads without, without being able to fly like a very strong vertical line or, you know, and we're just getting there too. It's one of the students that's, that's flying a shit ton, but in the beginning, you know, flying straight and level lines across the box, you know, one degree nose down or talking about where, you know, just basic, basic stuff that why not learn it now? Like why, why have to just get into bad habits or technique that's not right. And then when you're an intermediate and advanced, be like, okay, well here are the cheats, you know, just discuss it now. So, yeah. um, I'm really enjoying it and I wouldn't say that they're flying a lot, but you know, <clears throat> I, two or three times a week on average and in the winter we haven't really been flying, but you know, the fact what I'm seeing is 
we spent a lot of time, you know, straight and level, level inverted, 45 up, 45 down, inverted up all the lines in, in, in every attitude without putting rotations really. We're not really focusing on the rotation, Jen, but just not letting real the airplane basic. come off the line. Very basic, but flying very strong lines. And we got yeah. past that. And now we're working on Humpties and, and we just introduced, started doing hammerheads. And, you know, the, the pivot of the hammerhead and, and the art sounds kind of dumb, but how to pop off the line for the Humpty and, and form the, uh, the radius on the Humpty is they're able to focus on that so much more. Whereas opposed to if you get somebody and you put it, you haven't really established how to fly a vertical line and, and, and hold it because, you know, as the airplane slows down and torque and, and, uh, P factor, all the crap and left turn and tendencies. And then once you start hitting controls and gyroscopics coming to effect, it's all these different things. So if they can't fly a strong line, like how could they focus on, you know, a pivot or a Humpty? Um, kind of get what I'm saying. Right. So, yeah. um, the fact that they're, they're able to take their mind off of the line, cause it's, it's so natural to them what to do to keep it online. And they can focus on say like a 45 down from inverted, like say Cuban, you know, they'll fly a strong line and now they can really focus in on that half roll as opposed to like the half roll and also not getting steep or, or, uh, shallow after. So, um, I skipped it in my training, you know, I wish I wasn't skipped over by the person teaching me. I think a lot of people have that happen, but their progression is, it's like we go out there, dude. And I expect to like work on things like the half roll to upright from 45, you know, because you're always going to be steep after usually, or you're going to, you know, um, come off heading, you know, with that, not using the right inverted pedal. And because we discuss it on the ground a lot and because they're already flying strong lines, like, they're just getting it really quick. So I'm, I'm in the air. And after, you know, there's a, oh gosh, it was a couple of flights ago where, you know, I, I expected to work on something. I didn't really have anything else prepared. You know, we just ended up flying the same figure, just really, really good over and over again. And then working at the, you know, then I'll be like, I'll oh, fly it really shitty. Like I want you to do everything wrong with this figure. So, you, you know, you know what it feels like, you know, just like stupid shit like that, but sure. they're progressing really, really fast. And, I don't know. I, it's not that much of a of a um, a group of people to to test this theory out, but it's working for them. And it, I don't know. Do I make sense saying it? What I'm no, saying? it makes perfect. Yeah, it makes makes really good sense. You know, and that it doesn't necessarily work like that for everybody because people take longer to learn or 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 think differently. But that's if you have the right. That's not. That's a, a if if you know. That's a really successful. Um, a, you know, tangible change in somebody's flying to see like that yeah that's awesome so, but I, i'm enjoying it and it's uh i think it's helping me out too keeps me uh conditioned keeps me motivated um i think you learn a lot you know teaching um and i'm not saying i'm i don't think i'm a, a good teacher you know um and um you know i had a problem when i was flying advanced and and in the beginning stages of advance where the focus was always on the rotation and not the base figure. And then that's when I switched to and went to Morrissey and we went really back to basics, which I was fine with. I didn't, I had no ego there, you know, because we talked about this plenty of time in the podcast where, um, you know, when you hire a coach or when you sign up for a clinic or whatever, like you're paying. So you got to just go full, full, uh, full faith with them, I guess. And just, 
whatever they tell you to do, do. And um, it worked really well. And, you know, if I could tell anybody, I think that flying a strong, you look at the French, they, their base figures are super, super strong. Like their lines are always very strong and their rotations are not mind boggling. Like you see them flying in, in whack. You can pull up any video, like their rotation is no different than, you know, Rob Holland flick or, you know, Goody flick or bourbon flick. Like they, everybody flicks the same, but you know, they hold the lines so well, you know, yeah. it's just like, and their presentation is so perfect. Like it's just every, every figure where it needs to be flown is, I mean, every figure that they fly is where it needs to be flown. There's just no question. And um, I think that's, you know, it's relatively basic on, 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 on face value, right? Like put the figure in this part of the box. Like that doesn't seem hard, but you know, getting to that box and setting it up with the figure before I understand there's some technique to that, but you know, these guys flying unlimited it's yeah. And having a great background and foundation, it's, I don't think it's hard for them. Yeah. For me, it's challenging as fuck. Yeah. I, it, and it's it seems to be a problem that uh, that you know may never be solved, right? Like it, yeah. it's 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 a dragon that uh, um, is continually being chased by um, by the U.S. and other countries. It's amazing how how yeah. locked in the French have it. I know, but um, yeah, loving it, and uh, it's cool to see because like the the guys I'm flying with. Um, are really, really good GA guys. You know, I fly a lot of IFR, um, fly really good equipment. And, you know, when I first started flying with them, everything was very, very structured. Um, you know, just like takeoff landing. It was very like uh, mechanical. So, but after flying some acro and stuff, like they get, everything blends very nicely. You know, like the, the control inputs are a lot smoother. Um, and it's just a much more coordinated flight, you know, as far as landing, taking off and just regular flying where, you know, when we first started flying, it's, you know, it's like a normal GA pilot only against it. It's just very mechanical, but now it's, it's more fun and coordinated. You, do you ever notice that with uh, teaching people? Oh yeah. Like after a little bit, they're like, they start actually like just flying, like blended. You start to see a flow. Like it, it like it, it literally flows. Um, yeah, it's nice. And a little more fluidity. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch, uh, especially somebody going from like a super decathlon. When you take somebody from a tra- like that's transitioning to a higher performance airplane, like you take them to a Pitts S two C or a, or a, an extra from a super decathlon, and just how mechanical their pulls are, or how forceful they they are. You know, obviously the muscle memory from their previous airplane, which is less maneuverable, but then you start kind of they they start to see how much input they need when, when too much is too much or too fast is too fast in it with an input. And then you start to see that kind of flow change and the flying gets a lot better, less jerky, less robotic. It's fun to see. Mm-hmm. It's super yeah. fun to see. Yeah. It's interesting too. I'd love to see, like get somebody who flies warbirds and everything like that and see what their training is for aerobatics. Like what's their, what's their, uh, taking somebody who's like, say like a fresh, first t6 pilot or you know some some sometime in a t6 or even like just moved up to like say like a fighter like a 51 or something like what's the aerobatic course like what do you first start out with you just start out with you know stalls do you start out with zero g rolls like what's the what's the course because i'm it's got to be different my guess is that you probably take um like i mean i and i i do this in aerobatic airplanes too but you know just loading the airplane up 
and just seeing what the airplane does under load in various oh, you know cool. angles of attack or bank angles and just kind of seeing how you can play with load in an airplane like that like and it's important right because you know we get spoiled in these unlimited aerobatic monoplanes in terms of being totally. able to load it up like i don't have to think about o- over gene an extra i really don't like in the envelope that nah. i fly i can pull as hard as i i can with two hands and it, it just probably will not over g it ever <laughs> you know nah. unless i'm really out of pocket you know, like you're, you're going 220 knots, you're passing, you're passing <laughs> B and E or something. And then, then all bets are off, right? Like, but you know, you keep it in the, you keep it in the window. Um, you really don't have to worry about load. Whereas, you know, a Mustang or, um, you know, any World War II fighter for that matter, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta kind of be wary of it. And, um, I've flown a, a an older T6 and a non-restored, uh, T6. And it's like, you you you're really cognizant of how you load the airplane right how to load it not just how much to load it but how you're loading it yeah what, what do you really are you really going to pour on the g real quick or are you going to kind of ease the airplane into it you know be as gentle as you can while still being able to perform a maneuver safely and i would imagine like a you know like stallion 51 i know they they spin or at least they used to have all of their mustang students spin the mustang which is um a very um, how do I want to say this delicate affair, right? Oh, really? M- they're the only one, they're the only ones I know that, that purposely spin Mustangs. And, um, I don't think the book says it's prohibited, uh, cause then they, pro- they couldn't do it legally in, in the in- right. training environment. But, um, I think it's like strongly, strongly worded. Don't, <laughs> don't, if you can avoid it kind of thing, but it's more yeah. of just, you know, kind of exploring the envelope. And I think, I think that is so important, you know, loading an airplane up, seeing what it does. Uh, stalling the airplane, obviously, uh, a lot of accelerated stalls. I, I love doing, you know, aggressive accelerated stalls. This isn't, I'm not, I don't teach in warbirds and I haven't taught in warbirds, uh, really. Um, but, um, that's, that's kind of where my mind would go is okay. It's a heavy airplane. Um, even though the Mustang's maneuverable or the T6 is maneuverable, it's still a huge, heavy lumbering airplane. And yeah. You know, you don't have the recovery maneuverability that you do in a small, in a, in a, you know, in an extra or a pit. So yeah, how these things recover, how, how much time do you have? What's your envelope for, for messing maneuver up and, and how far can you take this airplane at a given speed would be where I would think would be a great place to start for an aerobatic routine or for an aerobatic uh, checkout in something like a Mustang, because right. load is everything, right? Like how, how much can you pull when and how much mm-hmm. is too much? Um, yeah. Yeah, and then from there, I mean, sure, certainly stalls, absolutely accelerated and, and power off and power on, and just kind of seeing how the airplane behaves. They seem like they got Mustangs on lockdown. The uh, Stallion Fifty One. Oh yeah, yeah. Check, in fact, uh, and, and I mean, to, uh, as a, I mean, like in a good way, they they seem like phenomenal the way that they no, are they're, they're, structured. They're they're the spot. Um, in fact, uh, uh, Brian Scott Norris, uh, shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, many many that listen to this podcast that. Uh, can regale the days of uh, Sean D. Tucker uh, know the name Brian Scott Norris because Brian flew, he ferried uh, Sean's airplane and flew the photo ship uh, and ferry airplane, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the, um, uh, their Seneca, you know, the, I don't know what you ever, what do you call it? And just like the, the trail plane, you know, right. That brings all their shit yeah, yeah. Uh, shows uh, flew that airplane for, for many years for Sean. And um, he, uh, he just, he's their uh, latest instructor at Stallion 51 flying the Mustang. So really, yeah, oh, that's awesome. We flew together um, at uh, Flying Warbirds for Collins Foundation. So he's he's a great guy, great human being, and 
Um, congratulations, dude. That's awesome. I, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but uh, congratulations. That's a huge, huge thing to be checked How out cool as a too, right? P-51 like, instructor. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing as being like uh, in the Air Force, I guess, as an instructor. You're like, you get this fucking really, really nice Mustang just to, you know, go fly. It's, I mean, it's probably, it has its, you get some student that needs a lot of work. I could see how it's, could be uh, stressful. Well, um, you know, but. here's the thing about that. It's, it's, so here's the interesting thing about the Warbird world is, you know, like the T6 is basically the barrier to entry, right? It was a trainer. Um, so it's, it's very, very, um, likely that if anybody's flying a Mustang or any high performance single engine fighter that you've got considerable T6 time. Um, and you obviously have a good foundation there. Right. Um, but yeah. from there, it kind of spawns off. Like you do have the stallion 51s. And from what I've heard from an underwriting standpoint, insurance standpoint, that more insurers and underwriters are requiring a stallion 51 checkout to fly a Mustang where, um, that's not always the case. But for a long time, in many instances, you know, you're you're basically you you fly a T6 and when you meet the insurance requirements for a Mustang, it's a single seat fighter. You know, there's the, the amount of TF-51s, true TF-51s is very you can count on one hand. The amount of manufactured TF-51s are a little bit greater, but could still probably count them on one hand. Um, Stein 51 owning what, four of them um, yeah. that are true two seat dual cockpit dual control tf-51s for instruction they're very rare so you know the majority of people flying mustangs around this country never got a checkout in a mustang their first flight was solo in a mustang and then they fly um over a dpe who can uh give them a, a you know an exemption to fly a single seat fighter right they basically watch a check ride from the ground and say okay yeah that's a good steep turn okay cool there's your stall you're good to go that's that's effectively how a lot of that works um yeah yeah so, corsair like yeah there's no do? tc corsair yeah you're you're you know if somebody puts a um a milk crate behind the, the the front seat and maybe you know the dpe is ballsy enough to sit behind that to observe your check ride that's one thing but that's going to be <laughs> like an extenuated circumstance like somebody who's extremely well versed in warbirds right that already has a bunch of uh, flying experience flying different warbirds. And it's like, okay, I'll check the box. I'll sit behind you in the Corsair. You already know how to do it. You fly everything else. Sure. But, um, you know, for stallion 51, it's a, it's a, it's a really rigorous, rigorous, uh, curriculum. You start in the T six. So if you, and it's, I don't know what it costs now, guys. Um, I yeah, want to say, cost. I, I wanted to say it was 60 grand last I looked. Oh my God. For a full ride <laughs> checkout. I, I honestly think it, I mean, if you think about jet type ratings, you know, and how long yeah. it takes to get a jet type rating and, and how much, um, you know, like my 737 type rating, granted they paid for our hotels and I'm getting a salary, but still, I think they're about 140 grand, you know, per type yeah. rating. So it's training is extremely expensive. And you think about, we got to insure extra training, huh? You and I got to start charging more. I know. I know. <laughs> Tell, uh, what's his nuts. What's um, his nuts? <laughs> What the fuck is that guy's name? I can't even remember now because he's so irrelevant. From where? Fucking. Oh, Jorge. Spanish. Yeah, Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gave me so much shit about my prices being outrageous. Like I'm the lowest extra operator per hour. Literally the lowest rate. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> fine lower. Like I'm not even kidding. Fine lower. Like it, I'm the lowest in the country probably on the planet. 
uh, for yeah. extra training. But anyway, you put yourself on Alibaba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the, the the training at Stallion is is no joke, man. You come out of there, you're a fucking Mustang pilot for sure. Like it's it, you know, everybody's got uh, there's opinions vary on on you know some of the people that have instructed there and and Lee and uh, Stallion. I I think I I think for the most part. It's it's a fantastic outfit. It's not cheap, but um, you get put through the I'm paces. I'm sure you there. get your money's worth. Yeah, you get put through the paces. Yeah, you're gonna come out oh, of there. God. You're gonna come out of there, and 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 you're gonna be a real Mustang driver for sure. It's not it's imagine, not a check boxes. Imagine if this podcast was so big that we got like a free Mustang checkout for each of us to go down there. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. <clears throat> like, oh, market job. Just mention us because you know you reach the billions of people. Um, if you just mention us, we'll give you a free uh, Mustang checkout. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we you send us down like... to Stallion Fifty One. We will uh, we'll do a full report on the on the experience, and yeah, you might get one person that calls, but it's kicking tires. But it's still a yeah, phone call. <laughs> yeah, it's still a phone call. Phone calls a phone call, dude. Oh man, we gotta turn this into like the Mister Beast of podcasts. That'd be it. That'd be great. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> that guy makes millions of dollars. Yeah, it's like crazy. I love it though. Good people watch it. And they're like, this guy's so annoying. I'm like, yeah, but you freaking watch it. <laughs> you watch it though. Yeah. Talk shit. You love oh, it. Man. Maybe we should he did this thing where, where like uh, my son was watching it and he took a Lamborghini and just just crushed it in like one of those like chewy thing, you know, those big like commercial shredders that like shred cars. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he took a Lambo and just put it in there. It got like a hundred million views and everything like that. So like he made his money back and everything like that. But maybe what I'm getting at is maybe we need to take matcha's extra, massages extra, and put it in one of those crushers and then put it on YouTube. And just have like be like, it's a roll of the dice, but you we might get enough views. <laughs> I couldn't possibly love this idea more if I tried. <laughs> And not even tell him. Just like blindfold him and like let him think that he's getting a new airplane. Surprise! <laughs> and then the airplane is just hanging from the tailwheel, nose down, like as the shredder is like you know churning, churning. <laughs> <laughs> or like, don't even show him. Be like, if you hit this button, something something crazy is going to happen. He'll be like, oh great, <laughs> smash. Got like twenty thousand views. We could buy some some seatbelts with it. <laughs> I, I like this idea a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot too. Yeah, you know, we will I do like, like a Gen Pro, right? Oh yeah, what happened? What where where'd that thing go? I don't know. I feel like they got shitted on pretty hard for what they were doing, but they did hype it up. That was their fault. The biggest fault of that company was they talked too much. Hmm. You I know, agree. They oversold. I agree. Not they oversold. oversold. It could have been a good airplane, but like they certainly got to prove it. Yeah, you got to prove it before you start saying it's the best airplane in the world. You know, it's like the night I'm talking about the Nighthawk. Yeah, what, dude? Whatever happened to that? <laughs> Nothing. I think it was somebody that was trolling. Had to be trolling because it's it's gone now. I mean, there's been yeah, no that's fucking troll. Yeah, you know what? Well done, sir. Well done. Well done. That's a good troll. Good troll job. Yeah. Um, 
But is I think, your airplane I've been off of the social medias a little bit? I've been taking yeah, a break. Did, I was, yeah. I, I was finding I was scrolling a little too much, a little too much scrolling going on. Yeah, not enough. Uh, getting a little lazy, so uh, got off the social media a little bit and started uh, doing a little bit more uh, other stuff like cleaning my airplane or doing more work, being better at work. You know, being around my kids more. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, my airplane is actually almost together. I think I should be flying it this weekend, which I'm super pumped about. The weather's kind of crappy, although it's it's nice here for this week, but it'll probably drop back down. Yeah. Um, but our first training, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, let me get the email. God, I'm like, I'm such a boomer, man. I got to I gotta get better with tech. Um, man. A team manager, <clears throat> Alex Johnson, sent an email out with the training camp schedule for this year. Ooh. Okay. Uh, a couple days ago. Um, there's going to be four camps, March, April, May, and June. The first camp, Coco can't get to the first couple for uh, some uh, personal reasons, but um, the first camp is going to be with Nicholas Ivanov. Oh, cool. Yeah. The second camp is going to be with Francois Levat. Like, this is ridiculous. Oh, my story. Lord. <laughs> And then three and four is with Coco. So like, dude, dude I'm so happy on. that like I could have stayed in advance and 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 competed that and and been very competitive, right? But I'm so happy with my decision to fly unlimited. And now, like, because like I did okay, I think. And yeah, uh, but I, now I, I get access. I get access to all these. I I'm on the team. I get access to training with all these guys. Like. You know, you can't, unless you're on a team, you can't go to the camp. You know, you can come and watch, but, well, I don't even know if you can come and watch, but, like, um, it's it's a team camp. Like, you know, that's that's the benefit of, you know, flying all the way at the Nationals, scoring above, you know, whatever the percentage is to qualify, and being yeah. on the team. Yeah. So now I get access to being around – not only like these coaches, but Holland, Bourbon, Goody, AJ, Bur- all these guys. Like, I am just, I feel really lucky and fortunate, great for all those adjectives to, yeah. uh, to be doing this. So I'm psyched to, to do better, you know, and improve my flying. Pretty legendary lineup, my friend. Dude, like an Ivanov. Yeah. Lavat. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, like, Prince was no freaking know. joke, dude. The guy is I. He's I mean he flew he was on the team with with a cow right so like everybody put a cow on a pedestal and yeah rightfully so the guy was incredible but Laval yeah. was right there yes he was right there you know so like I guess the term I'm thinking is overshadowed a little bit but like not un, I would say unfairly overshadowed yes I agree no I agree and that he, guy he won, can he won whack. He's a yes. world champion. Yes. He's so, phenomenal. That's so yeah. cool, dude. I know. And it's cool to be on a team and like and have the opportunity to like you know train as a team and 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 everything like that. So definitely gonna be interesting. So people right now are you know are just they're you know they're waiting for the weather to clear, they're waiting for the blue sky so they can get up, up here, and, yeah. and put some gas through the tank. Most places. I mean, I mean, even Southern California, dude. Southern California is getting freaking hammered right now. 
yeah. maybe not right now, right now, but it was yesterday. Um, AJ just did a training camp with some people too. Like it's that's that's probably part of the reason why I didn't want to be on social media too much anymore because like I'm up here, you know, it's snowing half the time, it's freezing, and like you know, pop up like these people that are in like South Carolina and and lower or whatever the heck, it's just flying, and I'm like, this is such, this is not fair. You should come fair, out to Mom. California, dude, and do some flying with AJ. Dude, I gotta work. <laughs> Yeah, I got kids. Slinging them, slinging them lattes, son. You sound like you sound like one of them right now. We talked about this, Mark. I know. Hey, hey, just Jeff, come out. Just, just, come out just fly across the country and yeah. hang out for two weeks, three or four times a year. Yeah. Stop being lazy. What? Yeah. What's your problem, man? Don't you like this shit? Don't you want to fly? Yeah, I, I thought you liked flying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god. See how speaking easy of, it is. Speaking of liking flying. Um, here's here's some uh, breaking news. Um, Bob Freeman is officially listing his LX for sale because he's making room for his SX, which is to be delivered in April. Has there been any news on this SX as far as like some actual footage? Nope. Um, just know that they've sold a few. Uh, that's and and I don't know the number on that. Um, but no, they sold more than one. Yes. Oh, who else is getting one? I don't know. I can't remember if I've been told who. Um, I literally don't remember, but I have been told that a few have been sold. Shit, I feel bad. Do I need to like go on social media before the podcast for a little bit to like get up to speed? I no, do feel there's, good. Honestly, there's not much going on right now. That's this is the thing. Is like Sometimes I just happen to like, see Bob post this. Um, really? Yeah, it's it's. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, I don't know. But, you know, I somebody's gonna get a nice SC, LX, though. dude. I love my SC. What does he want for it? Doesn't say. Let me see. I got yeah, a doesn't buddy say. who wants to get an LX. Let me text. It's a nice airplane, I'll man. It just went more. through his thousand hour. Fresh canopy. Fresh, <laughs> Fresh canopy. <laughs> single and a two-place canopy. Nice. Got some Matt Chapman roots to it. Get a fresh yeah, pair it of Reebok with it. That blue and uh blue and yellow uh paint job. Yeah. Yeah, it's man. Ember Riddle. You get five CE credits from Ember Riddle. <laughs> Fully I liked that. I liked his last. I liked that paint job a lot. I liked that airplane a lot. The Riddle scheme. Yeah, I like classy. It. Yeah, it was good. I'm kind of like curious why. I think he talked about it. Why the uh, the sponsorship didn't continue on? I don't remember. I don't know if it was the same time they kind of got rid of their because uh, they had an aerobatic, you know, Alon blue for riddle uh for their um like upset if riddle can have another pilot representing them at air shows who would you choose (laughs) are you oh my god you want to say the same as me right now right (laughs) i'm i'm i don't why does my mind go weird places were you thinking sammy mason too well okay so i was i was sort of (laughs) I was sort of thinking along those lines. Um, I, I wasn't thinking that, but I was thinking, uh, oh, what what was his nickname? Um, trying to think of what we used to call him. Um, but uh, I was oh, thinking it'd be dark. really funny. It'd be really funny <laughs> to do Mike Lentz, like like recruit him from UND. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, and pay him. To <laughs> just make him an offer he can't refuse. That would be so horrible because like. 
It'd be like, hey, Mike, give up your pension and your job and your family at UND to become a full-time. It's like, who doesn't want to be a full-time airshow pilot selfishly, you know, for Embry-Riddle yeah. to get an airplane? But like, yeah. you can't give up a pension and a, and you're obviously your your career and everything like that. So like, he's such a to say no to you. that. He's a that's pillar. like something out of this. That's like something out of a Saw movie. Yes, it's like <laughs> basically like choose. You know, pick which one which which one dies, your mom or your dad. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, that's just, Sammy would be good. I mean, I I think Rob Holland would be a, a number one pick. Rob would be amazing. Rob would be amazing. Um, I just don't think it's you know the university stuff. I guess they just. I don't know. They were hot. They were hot on it for a bit. And then I don't know. I'm just shocked. I'm honestly shocked that, that none of these that we've talked about this a long time ago, many times, but just how a big sponsor doesn't come into air shows and, and and slap, you know, like a Red Bull does, you know, Red Bull's just in everything, dude. Like monster. Why doesn't monster paint an airplane up? It's so like how, how is Skip Stewart not sponsored by Monster? But it's so ridiculous because, like, Monster sponsors some of these golfers. There's like a Monster Energy logo on a golf bag. Like, who the fuck is drinking That's Monster Energy that plays golf? No, and and Skip is like flying under dirt bikes and shit. Like yeah. he, like, who is more if Monster he, if, Energy than Skip Stewart? Yeah, if Skip, you know what it is? Is Skip Stewart changed his name to Kyle Stewart? Uh, Stewart Skip Stewart. Kyle Stewart <laughs> and started punching some sheetrock, then like you get a monster sponsorship in two seconds. Yeah. 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 Kyle Stewart. Yeah, for sure. Kyle Stewart. <laughs> but if it doesn't know, just Google uh, monster energy memes, Kyle, and you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so what? Oh, I know, right? Winter what? sucks. It's it's really it's a lull, dude. Okay, here here's what I was gonna ask because uh, my airplane's still broken. Um, although there's progress being made, the wheel pants are back on, mounted payments on layaway. <laughs> yep, I'm on the Walmart page you go plan. Um, Gamebird, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, no, the wheel pants are on. The the uh, composite repair is just about done and ready for paint on the uh, horizontal stab. Uh, really weird. I so I sent you. Did I send you the picture of the landing gear bracket? Yeah, really odd. I um not sure if uh, did anybody partners, own up to it. You know, um, the guy that brought it to to Santa Paula said, "Hey, the landing wasn't you know beautiful, but it wasn't like crazy crazy." I'm thinking oh, that's boy. so. Oh, boy. The right side, the right side, um, bolt fell out, and I think it put a lot of pressure on the left side. My guess is that it fatigued out that left side. And then when we had it repaired, yeah. um, I think it, I think just just let go. That's my guess. Um, that sucks. But are yeah, you going to be able to play competitions this year? You know, Probably I not. don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it might you be know, a, a a legit a legit reason. I'm really hoping that I that I can. You know, I'm really nervous that I I won't make the season. <laughs> You're hardly trained. You can't even train. I, I can't train, dude. How, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, psychologically, you're just all fucked up. Like, you, you, and it's not your fault. You, no. you are one hundred percent not to blame for this. No, this is not my fault. This is bullshit. Yeah. Um, God, 
but yeah, uh, so the, this this maintenance bill is going to be a fun one, but it is what it is, man. Owning an airplane. Yeah, but I'm well, excited. I'm, like I'm itching to get it back. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to start doing when you get it back? Honestly, I, I need to. I, I got into a lull um, where I really didn't find I didn't want to find the time or the energy to just go fly myself, go fly by myself and enjoy it. Um, I still really enjoy teaching and I, I've been doing almost exclusively upset recovery and spin training in it, which is fine. Nice. I love it. That's I really do love. I love spin training. I, I think it's it's one of those things. I think it's vital. I think it should be required by the FAA. I think everybody should do it. I think everybody should do it every year. I think everybody should do it yeah. every year with somebody who's competent and confident and spins in an airplane that can do them and really, um, you know, go really wrap yourself up in, in, in some unusual situations and, and get uncomfortable. So you could be, un- so you could be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I, I freaking love it, man. It's like, it's my favorite. It's probably my favorite element to teach is spins because it's really fun to take somebody who's, you know, spins have that that death, um, death nail kind of um, reputation, right? Obviously, it kills people. I mean, it, we just saw it uh, kill somebody in Concord, my my old local airport. Real shame, guy in an RV six um, who used to be out at the airport every day doing pattern work. I mean, I I literally, I'm not even kidding. This is not an exaggeration. You can look up the flight aware on this crash. He was there damn near every day. I saw him every day in the pattern and he would do these, you know, full power takeoff. He'd, he'd do these kind of racetrack pattern and cut the power and do these power off wheelies. Um, and he'd do that over and over and over again. And he did that every day. Yeah. Sad that he, uh, um, had a, a partial engine failure, which is probably the worst kind of failure you can have, you know, cause it's like, do I, do I put it down? Do I try to make it back? And I think the engine quit reports are saying that the engine quit and then came back. And so we tried to turn back to the airport and then, uh, stalled and spun it in but you know and just just knowing what you can and can't do with an airplane aerodynamically that's a little bit why going back to you know warbird stuff i i think all airplanes i think learning how to load an airplane up properly and and what you can do with that load and what you can't do you know people ask too much of their airplanes a lot and sometimes it's fatal um but knowing what you can ask uh of an airplane and knowing what you can't ask i think is really important of uh, and that's exploring the envelope right like learning the flight envelope i that to right. me it's my favorite type of flying i love it more than aerobatics i love aerobatics but yeah i, I really like that stuff of finding you finding what you can do with an aircraft's limitations and, and working within the confines of it is really fun to me and i think it, it's super important um you so, should try to you should figure out like one maneuver that's really hard and try to figure that out by the end of the season so like if it's like i don't know maybe like uh, some type of rotation up into a, a tail slide. Um, something screw, something like where you can really kind of like work at it. It's going to take a while. Okay. Well, you know what I'm saying? I like, like, I like that super idea. Super challenge. Yeah. Like, like just a one-off type figure, like a advanced slash even maybe unlimited. Let's think of something. Let's think of a maneuver like that, that you can, you can academically coach me through, right? Like give me the, the points of, of, how the Ooh. anatomy of the maneuver works. I'll film the progress and we can yes. talk about it. Let me That'd think be good of content. I'm gonna think really, yes. Speaking of which, I got to get reach out to our other interns. We're going to get, we'll get another intern on next week and we'll get them. 
uh, maybe like a celebrity death match. They can fight each other for it. I like it, but it went well. The other, I thought. It oh, I, I I enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed having them on. It was it was super fun. It'd be fun, and then we. Oh, I got some. I got ideas, man. I got freaking ideas. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So my plane should be back. I should be back flying. I'm uh, what, doing a any... training flight tomorrow. Was there any yeah. big stuff uh, uh, found on the annual? Yeah, a lot of. Uh, 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 I was going to get gross, but I'm not going to say that. Um, <clears throat> no, nothing. A lot bad. of gummy bears. A, a lot of gummy bears stuck yeah. in the uh, crevices. Yeah, a lot of sweat. Um, I had a cracked stringer, so we fixed that. Um, engine mounts, doing engine mounts. Um, the brake piston O-ring. Um, uh, was leaking a little bit, so gonna replace that. And then that's about it. Um, it's got fresh plugs in it. Um, exhaust is in good shape. We're gonna repack the bearings on the wheels. The brake pads are good. I don't really use a lot of brakes. I try to be good on the brakes. Um, check all the bolts. All the bolts are good. Um, changed out the uh, bearing on control stick because you know I get like playing the control stick over time. Yep. So change out the bearing on that. Um, well, Mike did obviously, and um, just going through it and nothing too crazy. I'm good to my baby, you know. I treat her good. Yeah, yeah, you that's know? good. And uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. I'm just excited. I, I don't like having it apart. It's like it's like when your kid is sick. You know what I mean? Like you just like get better. You're you're ruining my day. Yeah, um, you, you kind of feel, uh, especially you know with these airplanes, you. you Flying aerobatics too, I think you probably develop a, a, a there's a there's a bond that you probably develop with your airplane, especially at your level. I mean the the level the amount of trust you need to have in that airplane. You know, yeah, like, Rob crazy. Holland, like how he has to trust in that thing completely, right? To to do low level aerobatics the way he does. You know, even an unlimited, he's just an unlimited competition pilot. I say just an unlimited competition pilot, but um. You know, that's to the ground doing insane things. And the level of trust you have to have in that airplane is is ultimate. You know, so yeah. when it's when it's apart or when it's away, you, you it's an extension of it's an extension of you. So it's like a sibling, you know, it's like a kid yeah. almost. Um no, you gotta be really I, I mean I think all the unlimited guys are are hyper aware of their airplane and and you know, as far as maintenance goes, pre flighting to say the least, um really I, I can't see them not checking everything very meticulously. Um, I do. I try to. Yeah. Um, cause what's the thing? What's the thing that you uh, on a pre-flight, like aside from fuel and oil, right? Um, what is the thing that you look at with the most discerning or, and or concerning kind of lens? What is no, the every, thing that the really concerns all the connections, the connections yeah. have to be, everything's torque sealed. So, I mean, it's pretty quick to check with the torque seal. Yeah. Um, cause I would break, but yeah, like the, uh, every connection, every hand yep. connection where, where the yep. bolts are, you have to, and literally it's five minutes. It's not long. No, I was just going to say that you, that I'm so glad you said that. Cause like a pre-flight on an extra, I mean, there's not, it's not, it's not complex at all. You know, it's again, fuel and oil. I walk around the airplane. I wiggle every surface. I shake each wing, uh, uh, and, and tail, you know, surface yeah, and just for, for rigidity and just make sure that I don't hear any cracks or weirdness. Um, you know, extra tails in the past have been known to, f um, have bushings wear out. So like 
when you grab the horizontal stab, you can kind of wiggle it. Uh, so I, yeah. I do a wiggle test on that. Um, but yeah, it's like you look it through the windows uh, on the wing and the and the uh, uh, the tail then, to make uh, sure the connections are there, and then looking inside the cockpit. It takes five minutes. You're right. Totally. And a and a really good spot check. Like before, like obviously you look through the inspection panels, but before getting in the airplane, sticking your head in it, under it, like a little stupid like thing, jam up your controls, and yeah. like for for something that takes twenty seconds to check. Yeah. Come on. And if you're in that much of a rush, don't go flying. Like you, you shouldn't be flying if you're going to rush like that. Like I remember, oh, yeah, I was at a camp one time, and somebody was like, and it wasn't even my slot time, and somebody was like, "Come on, let's go, let's go." I'm like, "Dude, fucking chill." Yeah, like don't get up. me, don't get me all amped up and like distracted so that I forget something and I don't like at risk. Like just you do you. Well, and, <laughs> and if I'm parents... late, if I'm late, because it means I have have to be safer, then I'm late. Like this is not do or die. Well, and all the parents out there will will attest to this. I know you will too. It's like there's some element where you're always late. You're just always you're in the car. You're rushing to the car to go to swim practice, to go to soccer practice, to go to school, to go to dinner, yeah. to whatever it is. You're kind of you're never like very. I won't say never, but you're very rarely leisurely heading to the car. It's like, oh, dude, we're, we got plenty of time. It's always like, ah, oh, crap. Like we were on time, yeah. but somebody forgot a shoe. So we got to go back or. Uh, the dog barks, so gonna, and then yeah, and then they're oh man, there's an accident. All of a sudden, you're just you're late, late, late. And I tell you what, there's nothing worse than that feeling. And I've had that in an airplane not not to go, not to go fly for uh like fun or or fly for you know practicing aerobatics or anything like that. But I've definitely flown the extra. Like if I like I need to go somewhere or I'm I'm kind of buttoned up against a a window of time mm-hmm. where like you're rushing to get through. And it's like that feeling of hopping in, feeling rushed. I, I can't it. imagine feeling like that before uh, getting critiqued or before flying a contest. That would be that would be terrible. Yeah, no, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah, it happens at contests. Bad too. start. Yeah, it's a bad I hate start it too. Like it's just, especially with like sometimes a starter is just like, come on, let's go. It's like, dude, we all everybody's worked their ass off to get to this point. You know, it's their time. Like they have, they'll be ready. Like chill out. Don't, don't get them. They're already amped up enough. Like, yeah. And then you're, then you're like, you're, you're making their blood pressure spike. Yeah. Like, you know, cause it's, you know, that's the, the hardest thing I think for, for, for people that are new to, you know, at a regional level. And, you know, I try to help out as much as I can when, you know, they're loading up and they're about to crank up and, I'll go stand, you know, go over by their airplane if if it's not too crazy, and you know, I'll see them, and like they're just tense, and like, and I'll just go down, like, hey man, like, have, this is like uh, whatever I'll say will be cliche, but like, you know, we got work, you know, we got work next week, like this is this is for fun, dude. Couple, nobody, this is not going on ESPN. You're already flying an airplane upside down, which nobody is doing. It's amazing. You like you've you've accomplished your goals, like just go out there, have fun, be safe. And like, don't try to have the best flight of your life. Just go and have a good flight, Yeah, you know? And yeah, like um, you're good. You're good, dude. Yeah. You're already doing amazing. Like yeah. this, this is nothing to be, to get yourself anxious about or, or in, intimidate yourself out of this thing. Like you're, this is incredible what you're doing already with an airplane. I was talking to yeah. that. I flew to Marchetti today and, um, and we were flying back and the guy's doing awesome. And, um, 
I'm like, isn't this crazy? Like we're taking this, I don't know how much a market it was away, like 3000 pounds or uh, not like 25, 22, like mid to low, mid to low twos, the Marchetti. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But like, um, I'm like, isn't this crazy, man? We're taking this airplane that weighs X amount of pounds and just flip flopping it around the sky. Like, you ever think about that? <laughs> like, It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. No, it's, it's nuts. Freaking cool. Yeah. It's freaking cool. You know, when you put it into perspective, like I'll do that sometimes and freak myself out. I'll be in the extra and I'll roll upside down. Like if I, you know, do a seatbelt check and just hang on. And all of a sudden I'll think in my head, like fucking hanging upside down, 5,000 feet up in the air, just by some nylon, like in, in a <laughs> bucket pretty... of bolts, in literally yeah, a like, bucket of bolts. What am I doing? No, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Especially when you think of like how the sausage gets made, right? Like these engines are all pieces of shit from the fifties yeah. and forties. Like they're o- super old technology. Cold. They're crude. <laughs> oh, it's like the dumbest. They're lawnmower engines. We strap yeah. lawnmower engines onto these freaking airplanes, charge a half million dollars for them. And we do the craziest things inside them. It's so nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Can't think about it. <laughs> no, no. When you think of it, it's I literally, it psychs me out when I think yeah. about it. It's like, yeah. this is so weird. I'm flying an airplane made of fiberglass and wood and foam. Cause there is, uh, there's yeah. a foam core, at least in mine, the older extra is foam core fucking spar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, dude, packing this is, foam. yeah. Like <laughs> I'm flying a fucking airplane made out of packing peanuts and, and yeah. cardboard <laughs> and plastic. It's, yeah. it's, it's Especially so like insane. When you do like, torque rolls or tail slides where the engine's idle or if it quit for a second and you hear everything you know oh. like the creaking it's like what the fuck <laughs> you hear that you hear the wind over the canopy the canopy starts bubbling and and yeah, yeah you're like oh, okay this yeah, is weird come back yeah, get the noise ignorance is bliss ignorance is bliss yeah don't think about it don't think about it don't think about it <laughs> oh yeah. man that's so funny yeah yeah crazy crazy but yeah, yeah so i should be back flying this weekend i got a flight tomorrow in the uh, lt which dude you gotta fly an lt i'm i'd love for, to for what we're doing uh training wise with with uh this friend of mine um he's doing really well but it's like it's an it's not an lx um it's a little less performance as far as like roll rate and and you know because it was a tour it's it's it was built for speed and aerobatics so you can't be fully aerobatic and then not notch the the speed aspect of it so yeah it's a it's just wicked fast you know it's, it's really fast um and but you still got to work a little bit with it with the pedals so it, it teaches you um but i'm really liking it i'm really really liking it that's awesome yeah, I gotta yeah find you gotta one. find one yeah because i think a lot of people get into it and they think it's like oh it's going to be an sc or this is going to be it's like well you can't have you can't have both worlds. You can't have, you know, an asymmetrical wing and speed and, and then also unlimited, you know, super unlimited performance. I mean, you could fly unlimited figures of it, no doubt. But, yeah. Um, well, that's really the end for... of the day. Like when we talk about these airplanes, especially when it comes to like the game bird or the NG, you know, when, when it's like, oh, it's 90% of or it's 95% of. Well, that last five or 10% is all the difference. Like you're never, ever going to be able to get have your cake and eat it, too. You know, especially, well, look at the especially on the on the LT. I you know, if I ever um get a two seater or like say this this uh this this dude with the Marchetti wants to um move up to say like a uh, a two seat trainer and um you know what have you and you know the game bird is 
it, it's definitely something to consider. I mean, yes. it outdoes the extra in in a lot of things that the that some people care about. Like, you know, if you want to go cross country and go fast, you know, the the game bird beats it. You know, as far as roll rate, it's right there with roll rate ergonomics. You know, I thought it was a comfortable plane. I never said an NG yet, but the ergonomics might work better for for certain people. You know, yep. looks wise, like that's apples and oranges, in my opinion. That's subjective, and yeah. yeah. So, like the extra and gamer and gamebirds, and you know, built in the USA, which is great. It's also the parts are are um, readily available. It's backed by a, a a very successful company and and person, so it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um. You know, so like, and it's certified and they, and all the testing, which I love is, is online. You go on YouTube and type in game bird testing or something like that. They'll show you that all the structural testing and crash testing of it. It's incredible. Yeah. So like, it's a safe airplane. Um, you know, so back to what I was saying, like, you know, when some, I was uh, talking to, to a couple people about it and they had mentioned about moving up into something. I'm like, listen, like if you're going to spend 500, uh, Five hundred thousand dollars or six hundred grand, like go fly everything. Even if you don't want to fly it, go fly it because you never know. Just try. And then, like at the worst case, it'll make what you really do want amplify to more of a better decision in your head. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's I think it's good advice because these airplanes, especially at that level, you know, an um, an LX, an NG, a GB one, you know, they're for for that market. I would say nobody's gonna. Nobody's going to discern one way or another which one can edge out what you know the other in in the purest form of high level aerobatics. It's yeah. it's really just kind of how how does it? Do you like the looks? Do you like the price? Do you like the way it flies? I like the company too. Like that that to me is 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 a is a box to check and and I like what the company is doing. I like that where they're heading. I like that they're. You know they they're doing game fast. I think that they're putting attention. I love that to the kind customer. of stuff. You yeah. know, like after sale, it's not just a sale and like, all right, don't talk to me ever again. You know, they're yeah. uh, obviously they have to make money and they want to make money, but um, I think their customer there's a better customer experience. Uh huh. A hundred, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. I agree and, with that. I love extra so much. You guys know I love extra, and I love Marcus and Eric and and Walter. Totally. But, um, I, I, and I wish they did those things. I know they don't have to. That's yeah. the thing is they, at the end of the we've day, they don't been, have to. we've never, we've always said how it is. And like, you can't, I don't think you can argue that. No, you know, nope. but it goes back to, well, we got a two year wait. It's like, okay, it, it, I can't argue that either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the business standpoint where it's like, well, the product will speak for itself. And there's truth to that. Cause there, I bought one. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's very, it, it's all this thing is is it's um both both is working, right? But, but I would love an extra fast. That would be really neat. Oh, it'd be so much fun. Just for just to just for fun, it would be fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. don't do it for anything else other than just to have fun. Um and I think, you know, the nice thing about Gamebird is that they had to crawl into they crawled into extras market share, right? You know, 100%. so they had to do those things. They had they had to be they had to be louder. They had to have a, a good product. They had to reinvent the way to, to to sell and market these airplanes, and and they have. We should get uh, Joey Bowflex back on to see uh, see how he's liking it. I'm sure he's loving it, but like, I'd love to. Yeah, I've been watching his flying. Yeah. Just to hear about the uh, inner circle of Game Bird and stuff like that. Yeah, want to get him on to talk about that. I want to get Alon on because he's he's got some seat time now oh, in, in the God, MX2, yeah. um, and he's looking good. 
I, yeah. Yeah. We're going to get Marco oh, on so, so we to kind of uh, relive a, a year of the Sukhoi or a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, there's are we going to get him on? We, well, should we cancel him? I can't get I, I like him too much. He's too good. I know. Me too. He's too good of a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I he's mean, not from America. Let's keep it in the back pocket. You know, let's just, just always kind of keep it, keep a cancellation on standby. You know? If we had an, once we get our, let's wait till we have an intern because I want our intern to request his passport and credentials just to make sure he's legal Deal. to come on the show. Just check it. Yeah. <laughs> give, give it a nice Send me a check. copy of your passport, please. <laughs> <laughs> Two forms of ID. Can we FCS stamp it? Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Man. All right. Well, I better, uh, I, I got to go. I have to go do dad stuff. I'm sure you got to cool. go do dad stuff. Yeah, we got swim practice tonight. My son is uh he made the uh, junior Olympics as an eight year old, so really pumped for him. Nice, congratulations. Yeah, so um he's uh he's psyched about it. And uh we got some practice tonight. He's got a he's trying to make like the he's eight, so he's trying to make ten year old times. So yeah. um and like he just loves it. I mean, we don't we're not doing that whole living vicariously through our children thing where we're pushing them, you know, we're just like, Go, go kids, good job. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> but uh, he's loving it. He's he's loving it. So, um, it. yeah, we got practice tonight, and uh, that's what sucks. Is like he's doesn't suck, but like he's eight, so he practices with you know older kids. So the practices are late at night, so we don't get home until like nine nine thirty. Yeah. But we always stop and uh, get Slurpees. We do the whole Slurpee gig at Seven Eleven. That's why Beautiful. I've been like eating like a idiot. Just sugar rushes. Cherry sours. Yeah, just eating oh, yeah. a ton of cherry sours and gummy bears and candy. But I love it. I, get, I love it. We'll go enjoy soccer. Yeah. Or, or go enjoy uh, uh You go swimming. enjoy soccer. I'm gonna go enjoy soccer. And Can you send me a picture of you in soccer with like just stupid sunglasses, some pit viper sunglasses, high top yes. socks and new balances? Absolutely. And some cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, dude. I play in an adult. I actually am playing tonight. I play in an adult league, so I'm playing after my my eight year old. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm I'm playing yeah. in our teams all formed a parent league. <laughs> it's yeah. so crazy. Make sure you wear Old Spice. Absolutely, throw some brute on. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, man. Hell hey boys. Yeah. One of those yeah, like, old hats that are in now, like you know, with that like piece of like lining that from that where the hat and the brim part meet. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. God, these are all good ideas. Yeah, I love just it. Bring out a VCR camcorder just for shits and giggles. I'm gonna get some tape, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> get some tape. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna well, go. I'm fun, gonna go stretch the hammies, dude. I'm gonna go stretch the I was hammies. Say, yeah, um, go stretch, dude. We can't have you not playing I, competition aerobatics this year. I know, right? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta stretch it out. Um, head over to Lift Aviation, guys. Go support them. We love them. They love us. Uh, stay tuned. I think CEPs. Little birdie told me CEPs are coming to the light speed ANR oh, setup, uh, which would, I'm telling you right now, would make it the best communications set up in a helmet ever um absolutely would be amazing so stay tuned for that um 39 shoe sale guys go buy some uh clothes out on the shoes i think they're blowing out the old models and, and making way for new ones so go check it out uh the air bosses and a few others are like 39 bucks so if you can find your your size go get them do it 
Super Get cheap em. for an amazing shoe. LiftAviationUSA.com. Use the promo code FlyCoolShit at checkout for 25% off um, most items on the website. And Fly Good Merch. Uh, he's dude, his airplane's in route to South America. We didn't even talk about that. We'll have to talk he about that there. when yeah. MX2 um, is in south of the border. South of the border. Um, go support him. Flygoodmerch.com. Use the promo code ACRO, A-K-R-O at checkout for 10% off the entire website. Awesome merch. And uh go buy some fly cool shit shirts too. Go support the podcast. We really appreciate that. Flycoolshit.com slash merch. Yeah, and feedback that, helps. So don't be lazy. Send us a message. Tell us what you hate, maybe what yes. you like, and what you want to see. It does help. So don't be lazy. Don't just don't just click the download button for free and not give any help. You yeah, want your help. you you basically owe us your feedback. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. All right. Well, we're signing off. We will talk to y'all next week. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 